if my son at 18 was like, Dad, I want to do art at Coventry or something. <laughs> not at Coventry, by the way. I'm not laughing at Coventry. <laughs> I'm laughing at I'm laughing at art. But go right. on. If he said, I want to do art right. at Birmingham Metropolitan, yeah. I would step in. I'd be like, no. Would you beat him up? Probably not. Welcome to the Millionaire Muslim Podcast by IslamicFinanceGuru.com where we talk halal investing, finance, entrepreneurship and getting ahead in life. We're your hosts, Mohsin Patel and Ibrahim Khan. Assalamu alaikum. Mohsin, what's happening? Not very much, how about you? Yeah, we're just uh, chilling out, isn't it? Um, I've been... So this is, by the way, audience, this is uh, a podcast on careers. I don't know why I'm explaining that because it'll be clear in the title anyway, right? It'll be very self-explanatory. Yeah. Well, anyway, you know you know what this is about. Um, so, yeah, you asked how I was. Yeah. I'm being hammered at work. Fantastic. Um, you deserve it. I know. Um, so when, you know, as a city lawyer uh, in a transactional role, it's fairly cyclical. So when it's when it's quiet, you're like, this is fantastic. I'm making loads of money for not doing very much. <laughs> And then when it when it's busy, then you feel underpaid. You're like, I am literally doing the two two days worth of work in one day, yeah, or more, mm. and that's like absurd. It is absurd, but um, but alhamdulillah, it is what it apart is. Apart from that, yeah, it's all right. That's what we signed up for, isn't it? It's true. So yeah, careers. Um, what what do you do, Mohsin, and uh, how do you how do you get here? So I am. Who are yeah? Why? Yeah, <laughs> that's basically what I'm asking, isn't it? Yeah, I feel like a. This is this is the answer that a football player should give. From, All right. On on a pitch, isn't it? Go on. So I'm currently a trainee solicitor. Um, in my final year of of the training, um, so I'll qualify in um September, inshallah. Um, and I work for a large US firm and work in their Manchester office because I'm based up north. Um, and how did I get here? Good question. So, obviously, after university, so me and Ibrahim both went to Oxford. That's where we met. And after that, I went into teaching for a bit. That was an interesting uh, detour. Interesting detour. Um, an interesting time actually. So I taught for I can't remember how long. I think it was about six months or so. Yeah. Um, and the way that came about was I was at a careers fair in Oxford met up with a school who are based in Bradford and they were looking for sort of bright young people I don't know why they chose me but, <laughs> but, but they were looking for bright young people who could come onto this scheme that they had where they'd partnered up with the university um, so normally when people go into teaching they do a qualification called the PGCE yeah. Um, and then you do that and some of that is like placement time and then you qualify as a teacher, I think. Um, whereas this scheme was basically flipped the other way. So right. it's mostly in-class teaching and we had some university modules that we did. And and do you think your that time in teaching um, has made you a better lawyer or like, has, has it helped you in your career or, or do you regret it or, or So I, I think... I, I never regret anything. 
Um, you never regret anything. Never regret anything. <laughs> I just don't believe in regret. Um, to, with some caveats. But um, broadly, I, I think, especially when it comes to careers, there's always something that you're going to take from a particular point in your life. Um, and I think it's really important to always take stock of that as well. Um, because obviously, you know, as Muslims, we believe in, uh, you know, fate. Mm. Um, and so I'm quite philosophical about all of these things. So teaching, yes, I did. I, I left it after sort of six months or so because I just didn't see a career in it for me. I just didn't enjoy it enough. Um, mm. And I didn't believe in it enough. Um, you know, so, so I quit. But what I learned from it was a hell of a lot of things, actually, um, especially presentationally you know, delivering in front of a class of unruly kids, keeping people engaged, keeping yeah. people motivated and, you know, all a bunch of stuff, which is very, very specific to the career of a teacher. And any teachers listing will know how difficult the job of a teacher is and absolute respect to you guys, because it is a very, very difficult job. Uh, one that doesn't get enough praise at all. Um, but I quit that having taken uh, quite a lot from me, actually, even within such a short amount of time. Um, and then fell into a paralegal role at a local firm to me doing um, it was a sort of smallish personal injury type firm um, but that's when I realized that with the with the background that I had um, so you went to Oxford right yeah um, I say that as if like as if you, you didn't know, know. Yeah. yeah yeah we met out yeah <laughs> <laughs> And that's when I realised that because I've always been quite interested in business and entrepreneurship and stuff, um, combining law with business um, leads you to corporate law. Uh, and for those of you who don't know what corporate law is, um, the best example, although it's not a great example, is something like suits. So, you know, it's dealing with the law of businesses um, and your clients generally are you know, big, big, big corporates and the sorts of stuff that you work on generally makes the Financial Times headlines and things like that. Yeah. Um, and obviously these gigs are very, very difficult to land. Um, but I went through the whole process and alhamdulillah got a training contract with my firm. They then paid for me to go through the relevant legal uh, training, so the conversion courses. Um, so that's a shout out, by the way. If you guys... Um are not at university yet but thinking about going into law i reckon don't study law i agree because it's just such it's just painful there's no uh, point there's yeah. absolutely no point i was discussing this the other day actually um with a partner and he was saying that in if he could go back he just wouldn't study law at all because what's the yeah. point when you can just do a conversion exactly and do and do something that you're interested in and if you uh, if you're going to be a barrister as in you're going to look at black letter law, you're going to look at case law, and you need to really know your academic legal you know, th legal stuff, then maybe you should consider doing a master's in law. Um, or, or you know, if you're really passionate about it, do an undergrad. But quite frankly, yeah, don't waste your time on, on, a, on a law degree. Yeah. Do something interesting. Absolutely. And, you know, the sorts of firms that we're at, so the, the very top corporate firms, they will pay for your legal training so you'd be you basically get a chance at doing a degree um that you're interested in that will add to your overall skill set 
Um, because for free. Some, yeah, for free. Well, and they'll pay you for it. Yeah. They'll actually give you extra money as well. So do your undergrad in something you're interested in um, that's going to add something. So I, so I did modern languages, uh, French and Russian, although I dropped Russian eventually. Um, in hindsight, I probably would have added... I probably wouldn't have done Russian and French because I ended up dropping Russian. I probably would have done something like French and, I don't know, economics or something. Okay. Um, just because I feel that... So languages are always really good. Hmm. Um, and also, when you do a languages degree, you get a year abroad. Hmm. And your year abroad as a student is a really, really, really good time to build up those interview points. You know when you're in an interview and you get asked this question, uh, you know tell me about something interesting you've done or tell me about a time when you've done this yeah um what i found when i was doing my interviews is that i could reference my time living abroad yeah and pe- and like people competing against me just didn't have that in their weaponry mm. um and it just sounds more impressive right if you can reference a point where um you've lived abroad on your own it's not just the direct example that you're giving you're giving subtle hints about the fact that you've also done some really, really interesting stuff in of yeah. itself. Yeah. Uh, and you probably find the same, right? Yeah, I did. Um, I'm just thinking, when did I live abroad? So I, w- I went abroad for a bit in my gap year to Egypt. Um, and yeah, I mean, I agree. That was um, an interesting time. I was, I think I might still be wanted by the um, Egyptian secret services because, uh, <laughs> Like they, they called me up at one point um, and they were said, I'll oh, come down to the police station. But they said it in Arabic and I was actually learning Arabic and I understood them, but I pretended um, not to understand. And I didn't go down to the police station. I called up my lo- my Arabic centre. I was like, guys, what's going on? Why why are they calling me up? And they said, oh, don't worry about it. We'll, we'll deal with it. I'm not sure they did deal with it, but um, so- shortly after that, Husni Mubarak fell. So I think there might be some kind of correlation going on. But we don't know. We'll never know, I suppose. Interesting. Yeah. All right. And, and you mentioned that in an interview, did you? <laughs> no, that that has never come up in an interview. In an interview, I just yeah. Tip another tip in an interview. Just um, don't mention if you've ever been talked to by the secret services. <laughs> right. So let's just summarize the point so far. So when you're doing a degree, do something that. Um, is going to add to your overall skill set. Yeah. Um, the caveat. And yeah, and don't do something you you love just because you love. Like, so I did PPE, philosophy, politics, economics um, at Oxford. Really enjoyed it. I dropped economics after my first year, and um, and I still regret that. I I think I shouldn't have dropped economics, and I did. The philosophy of aesthetics was one of my choices, um, and I did. Uh, something else which I regret as well oh yeah Plato's Republic mm. honestly such a waste of time I told you it was a waste of time at the time but, you, know, but... You, were, you were just giving me all this Plato nonsense <laughs> so um, yeah so I regret that and I wish I'd done something like I wish I'd done economics instead mm. because you get a lot more you get a lot more hard skills out of it which um... it's interesting you're talking about this because so I hear both sides of the coin quite a lot mm. Um, and you probably do as well. So there's one school of thought, which I think is quite prevalent nowadays, which is, I'm not going to tell my kid what to study. They're going to do what they enjoy. Yeah. And the other side of the coin, which I'm hearing less and less nowadays, is my son 
or my daughter is going to be a doctor. Exactly. She's going to go to university or he's going to go to university, study medicine and be a doctor. My putter is going to be a doctor. That's it. That's the, you know, and I feel like we've gone um, full circle. Well, actually not gone full circle. Yeah. We've gone 180 degrees. Yeah. We've gone the opposite direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because we're rebelling against this idea of our parents having because that's the that's the philosophy that they had right yeah. and i feel like our generation maybe the generation slightly above us have rebelled against that notion and are now like you know what my kids are going to do what whatever they want. they want i don't know what your views are yeah i'm i'm of the view i'm quite pragmatic so you know alhamdulillah we've had a really really good education and i feel like we're in a position where we can actually make really good judgments about this stuff and my judgment this might be controversial but there's nothing wrong with controversy. It's a podcast, isn't it? It's, a po- it's our podcast. I mean, if this is controversial, guys, share away. Share away. Go but, on. But not not too far. All right, go on. Um, my view is that it's probably a hybrid. So I, for example, if my, so I've got two boys. If my son at 18 was like, dad, I want to do art at Coventry or something. <laughs> Not at Coventry, by the way. I'm not laughing at Coventry. <laughs> I'm laughing at. I'm laughing at art. We're right. going. If he said, "I want to do art," right? At Birmingham Metropolitan. Yeah. I don't. I'm picking on the Midlands. I don't know why. Um, I would step in. I'd be like, "No." Would you beat him up? Probably not. But I'd strongly advise against it. Um, because I, I think that you know, when you're 18, and we, we we hear it all the time, and we heard it when we were 18. You just don't know what the world's about, yada, yada, yada. Um, and I feel that given the background that, alhamdulillah, that I've been fortunate enough to have in terms of an education, if I'm in a position where I can talk authoritatively about sort of, in, uh, you know, career choices, yeah, um, I should be passing that advice on down onto my children. Yeah. And sometimes you don't know what's good for you until a few years later. Um, yeah. And so I would strongly advise against something like that. But I would give them freedom within a certain parameter, I reckon. So, you know, if he was like, I'm thinking about law, I'm thinking about history, I'm thinking about medicine. But what about, all right, what about if he was, uh, if he's, if he'd already sold, if he was a child protege, yeah. he'd already sold like three um, really good uh, abstract art pieces to the Tate Modern. Then he doesn't need to go to university, does he? Yeah, but what if he wants to? Just like you know, if he well, if he's if he's successful, if there's a clear path, um, and it's you know quite a niche area, um, and he's clearly a star, potential star in that area, yeah, and he's going to do something good for the society and for the ummah by yeah. you know pursuing that, then I'll back him a hundred percent. Yeah, but if it's just a off the cuff thing where he's just going to be, you know, let's face it. If he's just an average Joe, yeah, and he wants to study art, he's not gonna amount to much generally. Yeah, actually, I feel that's a bit unfair. Yeah, that's probably unfair to the arts. Um, no, I, mean, I don't mean the arts. I mean art. My philosophy of aesthetics and aesthetic criticism tutor would be disgusted. I'm sure disgusted he would. at. Um, I'm sure he was he a would. she. Um, so um, I'm sure she would. So there we are. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was a very interesting point you just made, and I think we need to really hammer that home. So Mohsen and I, we do a lot, a lot of talks around um, the UK on um, career planning from an Islamic perspective, and um, you mentioned, you know, having an impact on the Ummah, 
and and I think that's absolutely fundamental. Um, like why, why don't you share your, you know, the the whole circle overlapping thing that you? Oh yeah. So yeah, the the the, the cir- overlap overlapping circle thing is something that I found the Japanese had come up with. Oh yeah. Independently, um, back in the day, right? Called ikigai, I K I G I G A I. Um, I-K-I Ikigai I think it's called Ikigai yeah okay um, and um, that's what you know people call me sometimes as well he's a bit of an Ikigai <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, so there we are I came up with this uh, model myself um, and I'm going to cl- claim complete you know patent it I, I might do um, and I've also come up with sushi I don't know whether the Japanese trying to claim I'm not, that I've not heard that come over yet no but maybe you can make it happen so anyway, the Japanese have said if you're good at something, if you uh, are, if you like doing that thing, and if you're going to, if there's a need for that thing, then um, so this is my bit. I think that those are the three key things. Um, if you all of those three things overlap, then you've got yourself a career. The Japanese also chuck in there, and if it makes you some money, then that's even better. But I think actually anything that you're good at, you like, and there's a need for, you'll make money from anyway. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, and um, uh, and so and so those are the really important things and and from a muslim perspective um you know you can do your you can be a, a guy who just goes into the office um let's say you're a corporate lawyer you can go into the office well uh, you are a corporate lawyer yeah all right let's say i go into the office i just do my job yeah i come home and uh you know i i spend on my family do give a bit of zakat give a bit of sadaqah um and that's it yeah. right that's fine. Um, you know, from an Islamic perspective, there's you know the hadith, kasbul halal, faridatun ba'd al farida. Earning halal is a is an obligation after an obligation. So you should be ha- earning halal, uh, and that's great. Spending on kids is great, but that's only like the first step. And I feel like that's not enough. Mm. I feel like you need to do more than that, and that's where the whole um, you know you need to try and have an impact, and not only have an impact, but have an impact in a uh, in the best way possible. Yeah. So you know you can have a, you can have an impact, but it might not be the biggest impact that you can have. So you should try, given that you only have one chance at life, to have the biggest impact that you can have, and that's what you need to be thinking about um, when you're thinking about your university choices and career choices. But then there's a problem, mm. which is people. I mean, you didn't know where you're going to end up. So no. how do you tackle that in in light of what I've just said? You mean after you've studied? Yeah, so like, you know, the, the problem is you won't know um, all of this stuff that I've talked about. You know, this is what I want to have an impact on and how this is how precisely I'm going to do it mm. when you're 17 and just about to choose the university option. Mm. So I've got a thought on how to deal with it, but I'd be interested to... Um, um, so I think that unless you're going to go into a really specialised field... Yeah. So if you want to be a doctor, you've got to study medicine... You've yeah. not got a choice. Yeah. But if you're quite, if you just if you just think generally, I'm I'm not really sure what I want to do, but I know that I want to do all of these things that you've just mentioned. So I want to eventually have a career in something that I'm good at. Something what else was there? Um, something, something you're good you at. Like. Something there's a, something that you like and something that there's a need for. Yeah. Um, but you don't know what that is when you're 17. Yeah. I would my view, um, would be. Do something that doesn't close any doors. Yeah. So, for example, like your degree, PPE, um, or frankly, anything, law, history, 
geography, yeah. language, whatever it is, there are deg- most degrees will give you something yeah. um, that don't close any doors. Um, and then what you do... Just don't do art. Don't or, do art. Or music. Or music. What else is haram? Um, well, I'm not saying art's haram. Uh, what else what else can't people do? Um, that's probably it. All right, let's not worry about that. Yeah. The key point I was getting to was... So you've got your degree. That's going to give you a bunch of skills. Yeah. And then what you do is you... A, network very Rada. well. I think that might be haram. What's that? The Royal Academy for Dramatic Arts. Do you reckon? I think they do like... They, they have certain classes where they teach you how to screen kiss. We'll just opt out of that. All right. Like okay. GDPR, opt out. <laughs> All right, go on, carry um, on. What you do in your free time at university... Um, which at most universities you'll have quite a lot of free time hmm. um, and even at Oxford we had we, a lot of free time we managed to have a lot of free time um, you network that's re- that is such an important thing yeah network like crazy but not but not like but not like um, without a purpose so I feel like if you network almost tangentially yeah then that's that's really strong whereas if you just network for the hell of it that's, it's a bit useless. Yeah, it's useless or it's not as effective. I agree. And actually, you can end up making contacts who could have been useful, but because you've approached them in the wrong way, they end up not being very useful. Yeah. But I would say network with a purpose. Um, and B, find find your purpose, basically. Yeah. Um, so, for example, if you're... If you're so, if you're Muslim at university, you might get involved in the Islamic society, um, and there might be something in particular that you really get interested in, or you realise that you're really good at. So, I don't know. It might be like you're the one that organises all the talks, um, and you realise that you've got a knack for reaching out to famous people um, and actually getting them to come to your university. Um, or, or I don't know, like whatever it is, um, you, you know, figure something out in your free time at university, um, that gives you a bit of a niche. Um, and actually in a way you get, you get like two degrees out of your degree because you've got your standard undergrad that you're doing, but you've almost got like a side job at university. Yeah. Um, doing all this other stuff. Um, and again, this is going back to that point that during interviews, you'll be able to reference so many of these things um, and you learn so much by doing something other than your degree and just having a purpose outside of it. Yeah. What Does that chime with what you, you were thinking? Yeah, I agree. I think uh, I'm just thinking about certain regrets that I might have and you know things that I would tell people now that they should do that I, I wish I had done. And one of them, I mean, I, I did run a business um, during university, designmoldvy.com. Um, funny t-shirts, logos, that sort of thing. Um, and uh, alhamdulillah, we did well. We reached over 300,000 Facebook fans and uh, we still have operations in Pakistan and you know, lots of stuff happened. Um, and that's great. But I feel like um, everyone, and it I taught me a hell of a lot as well, um, but I think there was one more business in me that I maybe didn't i just didn't find the time to do it or you know i didn't put my efforts into doing something like that yeah and i feel like 
um, I had other colleagues around me who did, and uh, today today they're running multi million pound businesses, mm. and um, and that's something that I feel like you know we we should have exploited. So Mohsen and I we do lots of business stuff together, and and I feel like if we'd put our head down at that time, and you know we we weren't married at the time, mm. so after university we would have had a year clear, you know we would have probably had an offer or, or two from somewhere. And um, we'd have have time to ourselves to do stuff, mm. and we could have, you know, nailed it at that time. Yeah, it's true. And uh, and that's that's a risk free time to do something really um, high risk but high reward. Yeah. Because if a, if a business like that comes off, then you know you've made it. Mm. And uh, if it doesn't, then you've not really lost anything because you can just go. And these days, no one really minds on your CV if it says. You took a year out to do a business and it flopped. Yeah, it's, in fact, it's you know you can you can learn a lot from it. Yep, agreed. In the time we've got left, I want to touch on two things. Um, one is if you're a listener and you're or you're, a, you're you might be a parent um, as a listener whose child is about to go to university, or you're a listener who is about to go to university themselves. What bit of advice would you give to them? Oh, you're asking me. I'm asking. I you. thought you were asking them. I was like, hang on, how are they going to come back to you? Um, what advice would I give to a child going to university? Well, they're not a child. Well, all right, adult, adult, young adult going to university. Fresh as week, um, don't just uh, don't uh, follow the crowd into nightclubs. Set your boundaries. Set your boundaries early. Mm. Stick to your Islam, um, and don't you know? Don't waver on that. I know this, university is a time to experiment and whatever. And you know, test your boundaries, but um, maintain certain limits that you just stick to. Um, you know, really firmly. Mm. So salah is one. Yeah. Um, and um, I think interactions and nightclubs and that sort of thing. I don't think you should be doing that. Yeah. Um, so that's the first thing I would say. Um, the other thing I would say is work hard and get a first, because um, if you can, then that's it's just ideal, isn't it? Because it. Um, that's one other regret I have because I did a lot of other things. I did a bit of drama at university. I did lots of other things, and um, I didn't get a first. I got a high two one, but I feel like if I had got a first, then that would have maybe opened just a few more doors uh, for me that maybe um, are now not as op- not not as open as they were. Like I, I think I can still get through those doors, mm. but they're not. Um, as open you have to use a bit of a battering ram exactly yeah and okay that's fine for people who are going to university and what about people like you and me um, or perhaps slightly older than you and me who are they're into their careers yeah how can they advance in their careers Um, alright so let's have a think Um, so I think one important way to advance in your career is um to know the right people mm. and so it goes back to networking again doesn't it yeah and to make sure that they think that you are good at what it will take to be at the next level um, so an example of this is um, a, a colleague of mine he, he did he did this very same thing and he said you should do it um, and, and I did it and, and I'm reaping the rewards of it which is that um, as a junior, you're not really expected to do that much business development and um, bringing in the work, so to speak. Mm. Um, but if you can do that, if you can introduce the partners to someone that 
is quite senior in another uh, another firm or another uh, potential client yeah then that gives you a lot of brownie points yeah and they don't expect that from a junior person yeah um so immediately that makes you stand out that's 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 true um and that will work not just for lawyers but anyone really that's in a service business where the way that so if you think about your workplace um you've got to think about how does my workplace how does my company make money um so for us as lawyers it's we have clients and the way clients come through the door is through relationships um but if you're a business that makes money in a different way obviously you've got to adapt that advice yeah to your own yeah. business but the key point is that you should be doing stuff that goes to the very bottom line so if the people above you can see that you're doing business development work i.e you are trying to get stuff through the door that's going to directly benefit the firm then your superior is going to love that and they'll see that you've got the ability to you know if you get placed in those higher positions you know what damage are you going to do then you're going to be able to, you're going to smash it um because if you're already doing business development as a junior you'll be you'll be killing it when you're when you're a bit more senior and that's another like it's another tip where people say that you should dress and behave as if you're the next position up from where you are yeah um yeah dress for the position that you want to be in right and also i mean and there's another tip that i heard which i i've not really tested out properly but maybe i should which is um just be in your job as if you don't really care about being fired um in the sense that you know obviously don't be inept and don't be like yeah don't steal from the company or something stupid like that Mm. but um but just be confident and if you disagree with someone who's quite senior or you think something could definitely be done done better because of a good reason Mm. then say that and uh and you know put and stand up for you for yourself um I, I think that's people respect that don't they yeah and i think and people are like oh because they don't really they've never really had that from someone before yeah so they think oh that this person has something about themselves mm. and um and another colleague another someone i follow on linkedin he said this advice and he said that i did that in the last few years of my time at some bank and at that point i didn't really care about being fired but actually i found that i got promoted and was the most successful in those two years um, because of this approach and that might well be because of the culture of banking but um, but yeah I think that that's probably applicable elsewhere as well and what about for so let's say people not in the service industry um, products people who sell products products or what about public servants so even NHS employees um, so I suppose it's hard for me to talk about publics. I think products is easy. It's about how you can increase sales mm. or how you can reduce costs. Yeah. Um, but with public service, I think it's probably more intangible. It's probably going back down to the. It, it partly might well be reducing costs and increasing um, revenues, uh, even for the NHS. But maybe more broadly, it could be like the ethos of the organization. Yeah. So if you can come up with an innovative way that you know does the same thing that the organization is supposed to do yeah um but in a cool way that you know hits a lot of key points then you know that i think you'll succeed i just want to finish off with one one point um which is a piece of advice that a partner gave to me um before i started my training contract actually which was that when you're a junior this is specifically in a law firm but you can probably apply it to pretty much any um business 
when you're a junior, there are very few things that you bring to the table, really, in terms of skill. So you're not going to come in and start revolutionising the way people work, or you're not going to come up with some innovative structure that no one's ever thought of. But there are two things that you can do and that you can affect. Number one, ability. So just your ability to do things appropriate to your level, just do them well. And number two is enthusiasm. So if you have got a good mannerism about you, you're keen to do work, um, you've got bags and bags of energy and stuff like that, you've got those two things, people will start to rate you. And then as you get more senior, you'll pick up all the other skills that you need to. But those are two really key basic ingredients for people starting out. Agreed. Agreed. Um, and then finally, I suppose, um, make sure that you visit our website. You subscribe to this podcast. You, uh, If you want, you can send us money. We're happy to take money as well. No, we don't, you don't have to do that. Don't no, worry about that. Don't do that. Um, and also follow us on YouTube. We've got a, a YouTube channel where we share... Uh, our tafsir uh, every other week but also we're, we're going to be populating it more with other videos as well so just type in islamic finance guru all one word into the into the youtube search and you'll see the channel come up assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh